Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the American Made and Paid Show. I'm your host, Zach King. I got Professor Dreg here today. We're going to shift gears and talk about a few other things, but I want to actually let Professor Dreg kind of take the reins in the beginning here because we're actually going to dive into the whole topic of men's rights and just the legal system as it pertains to our contemporary gynocentric society. But before we jump into that, what were your thoughts? Yeah, because I, I want to start off with something positive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had an emailer, or you had an emailer regarding uh, my comments with the reparations and everything else. And I think it's real important because we're going to talk about a sensitive topic, men's rights. So, um, you know, and, and I don't want to badmouth anybody, like especially other blacks, because I'm tribal that way. But then again, uh, you kind of got me to change my perspective on that so i'm not going to badmouth him because i i got this sense that this dude's a christian and uh i owe my life to christian people because uh i would have been dead without him and i know it mm. but um i'm gonna read the exact quote uh so that way the people the listeners have a perspective sure and and what they're uh and what i'm talking about so here's the quote i can only cringe when i hear your co-host speak for black americans I am far from a sensitive snowflake, and I also understand comedy, social, and racial stereotypes, et cetera, et cetera, but his opinions is neither funny or always accurate when it relates to black Americans, end quote. His grammar was wrong. It's, it's actually, it's, it's, and that bugs me, but it's R, R neither funny. Oh, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. So the reason why I have, like, okay, so, Here's the mistake this emailer is making. He fell into this social engineering trap that all racists like Darwin, whoever, set up for him, and probably all other listeners too. They got it in their head that when a black person speaks or when an Asian person speaks, they speak for all Asians. They speak for all blacks. For some reason, and this, you know. It's part of collectivist thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say jump in if, if I'm if I uh because I I, I don't want to be offensive, but I can't help myself because that's that's just well you my speak genetic the truth, makeup. right? Okay. <laughs> so, but here's the thing: blacks think that about other blacks. Like when they saw Martha, Martin Luther King, uh, MLK Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, he speaks for all blacks. No, he didn't. He only spoke for himself, because if you know the truth of history you would know he was only speaking for himself, trying to get ahead by himself. A lot of his speeches pertained around things of I as opposed to we as black Americans. Well, no, but forget about all that. I, like, because people go, no, 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 he, the I have a dream speech, blah, 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 which is true. It's for all, and it's like, no, the truth is this. When he wrote certain laws, those laws took away rights from black people. 
just you guys never read those laws. No, no, and and that we did. And before you go on, like that's the truth between the 1957 Civil Rights Act under Eisenhower, as opposed to the 64 Civil Rights Act under LBJ or 65 Civil Rights Act. 64, 64 Civil Rights Act uh, under LBJ, backed by MLK Jr. Right. Most iconic picture. He being the only black person in there. Every other black knew back in the day who understood the law. They knew this. Civil Rights Act was bad. That's why Arthur Fletcher was against it. And he was, he immediately rewrote the law and said, hey, look, uh, you know, as soon as he got Nixon's ear, he said, do this, do that, do this. And Nixon was ignorant to a lot of things, but that's neither here nor there. So going back to uh, the reader, uh, not the reader, the emailer, uh, see, you got to understand, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself from my perspective. You got to realize I am a sociopath. I'm an atheist. <laughs> but it's the truth. Atheist. Well, you're an agnostic now, but. No, but it's, but it's funny, but it's the truth. I'm a sociopath and I'm an evil, evil man because atheist people, we're all sociopaths. We all think we're gods. But I mean, I mean, Zach's kind of actually, that's why I like talking to Zach because no, but it's like, I'll give Zach credit. It's really hard for me to, to uh, listen to anybody. Because why I know my abilities are, you know, like the people I run with, they're not like just ordinary people. They're very, very smart, articulate. Uh, they change medicine. They change social policies. You know, like, and when I say change medicine, like medicine throughout the world, it's not like, oh, you know, no, the stuff that we've been able to do, mm-hmm. it's, it's phenomenal. And like people think it would be science fiction, like, you know, but at the same time, you know, my friends are quirky. Like, like the one guy I told you about with the, his invention of, uh, not an, it's not an invention. He, he, um, yeah, made, he invented the battery, right? The yeah, sort of like a, a lithium ion made it better. Yeah. So through one charge, he can get 5,000. Right. But know, before we lose the audience, what's the point with the, this? this yeah, yeah. So this is my point. When I tell you all of these things about my perspective, I'm telling you and showing you how I was able to take advantage of everybody for money and women. See, because I used to think being sovereign was just being independent from the government, you know, making money, banging chicks, doing all that stuff. That's what I believe. But now I, I like, I now I understand because I'm not stupid. Uh, after, you know, doing the show, I realized that actual being sovereign can only be done if you honestly understand the philosophy of Jesus. It's, it's a real economic thing. It's a real path to like freedom from mm-hmm. everything. Because, you know, when I listen to everybody, you know, like Turning Point and all this other stuff, I listen to them and then they start talking about Jesus. And I'm thinking they're absolutely wrong because that's not how you get uh, independence from the government or independence from that thought the way that emailer said about, oh, I'm speaking for all blacks and I'm a racist. And because mm-hmm. he, there's more to that email when he's sure. A- well, because, because I think that it's a very common thing with tribalism, with races, right. As, especially in America where when one person of a particular race speaks out, they feel like they're talking for their entire race. That's why it's very easy for me as a Asian guy on YouTube to talk about something and people immediately say, dude, you're like the voice of like the Asian American. I'm like, no, I'm not. 
I'm one guy with an opinion. This is where Savage actually constantly has to say this on the air. He always says, hey, it's one man's opinion. <laughs> I think Nikki Haley got fired because she didn't incite a war with Syria. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Republicans aren't going to agree with that, but he's like, it's one guy's opinion. And that's why he also says, I think our listeners here are intelligent, witty, rational thinkers. You don't actually believe that I'm speaking for everyone here. It's one man's opinion. (laughs) But you know what, though? I sometimes I I mean, because like, just like, okay, so why was I an atheist? Because I don't know. I think that even Christians are fall into that tribalism mentality. Yeah. Which is. I agree uh, with that. And and that's why I sent you that one article about that poor dude because see like turning point there oh we got to deal with the poor you know Jesus would do, was like no there was a poor man who raped this retarded well she wasn't retarded but she had a some kind of like swimming pool accident when she was three mm-hmm. and she became a vegetable and uh, she's thirty years old now but she delivered birth. You know what I mean? Being a vegetable in bed. That dude, come on. But that's my point. We talked about that. See, Jesus, that's the test. How do we treat our vegetables? You know, retarded people. How do we treat their mentally ill? That's our test. Not how we treat the poor. That's money. Money means nothing. It really does like, but you need money. <laughs> but but it doesn't mean anything. It just means how do we become sovereign? We cannot become sovereign if we take advantage of our, you know, the weakest. And being poor doesn't make you weak. Just like being white doesn't make you weak. Being black doesn't make you weak. It doesn't. But anyways, long story short, when I speak, I speak from my perspective. And my perspective comes from the streets, being an evil alpha dog. I'm not kidding you. You know, like uh, we used to call ourselves the plague dogs. You know what I mean? Because we knew we were just a bunch of dogs that brought a plague. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, you know, that's how it works. I mean, you know, and, and people need not to be confused about my perspective because it is very, very coming from a very evil place. And I can admit it because I'm honest. And that's, you know, what's another thing, too? My honesty is what made me survive. Because I, I knew that. Like, whenever you're honest, yeah. that's how you win. Because they got nothing on you. So, yeah. it, it's, uh, so, you know, and if you say offensive things to them, to their ears, it's just because nobody understands what it's like to be human. So, people, you know, everybody, they get all like, eh, sex, or eh, retarded people. Eh, you know what I mean? Like, talking right. about the unwanted. But that's why they don't understand why abortion doesn't mean stop. It means kill. Because when they hear something offensive, they want to make it smell like flowers. But it's just shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And that's yeah, what it, 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 it's, it's essentially just, when you say honesty, it's not just honesty with yourself, right? Which is why you express your perspectives, but also honesty with the world around you as to what it actually is, as to what people make it out to be. That's why the interpretation and the language of it is such a big deal because like you, what you just said right there, I want to touch on that, right? Abortion, even in conservative circles, people talk about it as being, as, as stopping life from happening when in reality you're actually eradicating life yep and and i'm a big believer and we talked about this you know before the show 
I think I figured out exactly when life starts and I know why, but you know, it's just now we got to just work on the math and figure that out. But I am a, like now more than ever, I know life starts immediately at conception immediately. There is no doubt about it. The science will back me. The math will back me. But you know, the thing is it's sad if for all these Christian people <laughs> or Jews or Muslims, anybody, it's sad that, as an atheist, I know this mm -hmm. better than them. It's the truth. It's it's amazing to me. It's like, how could these guys be so ignorant? Like how? But you know, but you know what's kind of funny? And, and then we'll get into men's rights. You know, growing up, we always thought the because it's the truth. I mean, because look, black Christians that I knew, all they knew was sports. They didn't know anything about math. I mean, seriously, they had a hard time with fractions. And not that I disrespected any of them. Like, I'd help tutor them because they need their grades to be up. So yeah. I'd help them out. But my, you know, I always thought that Christians were pretty, a little slow. Because they weren't up there with math. They weren't up there with language. But, you know, they were hella cool. And I never understood why they kept praying for me. You know, or not even for me. They would pray for others. Like, you know, uh, like that was one of the weirdest things I always, I, now I understand it. but. Back then, I never understood why they would pray for the competition. <laughs> and, 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 but now I get it. The same way I know how, how conception starts at life. See, they all knew, like those Christians, like, and I call them real Christians because they honestly understood that God already knows who's going to win. God knows everything because if he can control time, if he does this and that, he already knows. So yeah, you have to pray for everybody because if you don't pray for everybody, then we're going to live in this hell that we already live in. Like the hell I was bringing to everybody. That's why, because it was all about me, 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 and not about everybody as a collective group. But it's not that it's a collective group where, Oh, we need the government. It's a collective group where, you know, you work with your friends, you work with your families to do what's best for you mm -hmm. and the group as a whole, trying to take care of the weakest that you come across. And, 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 but anyway, but, that, but anyways, but I, I'm just amazed with Christianity. I really am. It's like probably one of the, I don't want to say inventions, but it is probably like the greatest thing ever, you know, just brought down as a philosophy it's like it's amazing but anyway let's go and get into men's rights yeah let's talk about how um yeah there's a lot of issues with men's rights just to shift gears thank you for that and for the people who email in and, and email my email to give us feedback up at the show i really appreciate it obviously what we say sometimes is not always going to resonate with everybody maybe not in the beginning and there's some people that have said that you know it's like ah screw you guys i don't know what you guys are talking about and uh but hey oh you're starting to grow on me a little bit it's like i get it I, I understand that at the end of the day hey if you think about it First Amendment, I mean, how do you really preserve it? You do it by exercising it as an individual. Okay, so, you know, I, that's what I always want to encourage for people is just to take it in stride if it's not something that you don't necessarily resonate with. But to jump into men's rights here, this is something that we haven't talked about extensively, but we did touch on in earlier episodes where we live in a, a feminist society through and through, right? And we don't have to go into the ins and outs as to how the sexual revolution took women out of the homes, put them into jobs, birth control, yada, yada, abortion. It's all related. 
but how now there's actually backlash against men and masculinity. And one of the big things about the legal system, right, that men's rights are constantly advocating for are obviously some of the issues about surrounding alimony, child support, um, false accusations, right? Because there's a lot of loopholes in the family, the marriage and family court system where your ex-wife, you know, the female oftentimes is the biggest beneficiary upon an exit when it comes to the dissolution of a marriage or a divorce. So my question to you, Professor Dreg, is I know you're somewhat, I mean, you do civil rights law and that kind of stuff, but what about marriage and family law? Do you well, No, but you know, it's is funny. There, is, is there an unfair bias, like legally? Oh, no, there is, ex- uh, not is there, everybody knows there is. And these no-fault divorces, divorce yeah. states makes it even worse. And uh, I, like, and I don't know if we should start off with talking about you know no-fault divorce states. Yep. But uh, but uh, like with men's rights, how I see it, I see it like this: <laughs> the day men started simping. That's the day when they gave away their rights. Because it, it, it because here's the thing. When did it become a crime to pick up on a chick? Seriously, think about this. When did it become a crime to pick up on a chick? Mm-hmm. If, and, you know, forgive me in, in advance, but when I see a chick, I go, fuck, you got some nice ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like literally pretty much just like that. Why? Because that's how we grew up. When you saw a girl with her boobies hanging out, her ass hanging out, that was an invitation, if you had game or if you look cool, to go ahead and talk to that person who was, you know, the most grossest. When I mean gross, not like in appearance, but as far as, uh, um, you know, with being like, uh, what's that word when you're over-sexualized? But, you know, when you're the trampiest. So, like, in our day, growing up, the trampiest looking, like, the sluttiest dressed girl was usually the hottest chick. <laughs> and that's how it used to be. Yeah. So, and it's still that way to this day. And, you know, when you see all those uh, shit, and you go to any trap house, but if you watch any of those videos, those hip- Oh, I think we all implicitly know that that's the case. Yeah, well, look at Wrecking Ball from Miley Cyrus. Now, that might be a little dated, but, you know, she's naked. You know what I mean, right? Isn't she naked in that video, uh, running around on a wrecking ball, naked? But that's the point. The slutty you are, the Kardashians, they're all slutty people, but yet they're the biggest celebrities. So when you dress like that... Cardi B, she's the biggest. Yeah, so, you know, I don't even know who she is, but yeah, but yeah, her, I agree. You know, Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, because I honestly don't know pop culture. So, you know, I struggle with this. But if you're a slut, dressing like a slut, then it's my right to go ahead and talk to you. Why? Because, as I said earlier, I was a plague dog. I was an evil alpha dog. That was my job. My job is to hit on you as the slut. That's my job. So if I'm going to try to simp and do what simp- I love that word so much. No, but it's, <laughs> it's such a great word. Like no, but okay, simp's is sensitive pimp. And oh wait, a, really? Yeah. Simp in, in our de- definition is different. Simp means suckers, immortalizing mediocre. 
Yeah, and that's that's another way of saying sensitive pimp. <laughs> oh, all right, okay, simp, okay. Because, yeah, because you just basically you 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 know you're you're whipped. You just kind of well, hate. yeah, but you are pussy whipped. It's just how it works, and that's like the worst thing you can do as a male. You can't be pussy whipped because eventually, when you settle down, you're gonna get whooped by them kids. You're gonna be whooped by the law. She's gonna walk out on you whenever she feels like it. Yeah. Well, Jesus. And so, okay. So this actually ties into something else we got to talk about in the future, which is should women submit to their husbands? Traditionalism, dress modestly. I got a lot to say about yeah, that. I already but, tell you the answers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Swear to God. Fun to talk about. No, but but, but, that, but that doesn't mean they can't. But it actually does tie into men's rights because see, these sims don't get it. Uh Oh God. Like so. Okay. So you call it. You know whatever it was the acronym but it really is for sensitive pimping ah. See, a real pimp they use the pimp hand they use their shoe right and uh or the threat of that and uh which is wrong don't get me i'm not advocating for that but that's just how it works you know <laughs> and you would know because you come from a <laughs> yeah, shit. my pimp hand was strong and everybody knew it but uh uh but my point is when when you stop doing that this whole Me Too movement is totally against men's rights because the whole point of women doing what they look, a woman, the most feminist woman, unless she's some crazed lesbian, the most radicalized feminist is still going to date a guy not below her level. There is no such thing as a gigolo who gets their money based on having a good body alone a gigolo is a Uh, a right you'll you'll never find one with a doctor a female doctor well no no no. you can but that gigolo is very good in psychology (laughs) right but women are provisional hypergamy is one way we describe it but see here's the thing because I believe, and I've I've said this even on other men's rights channels where some people are completely checked out on marriage and family law because of how screwed up it is. I actually believe in marriage. I will say that. I think marriage without God, without a union of two people who believe in Jesus brought together, I think you're screwed because the world, the carnal mind seeps in and it's hard to stay faithful. Like, think about it. If you didn't have God in your marriage, you wouldn't be faithful. Or even, or if you weren't strong, you weren't dedicated to that person, right? Because no, that's like, true. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm not kidding. But, that is so true. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, if we took God out of the equation, if people want to maximize their chances at a successful marriage, they need to understand the nature of women, which is provisional. Mm-hmm. Women are provisional. They're, they, 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 they look for resources where they can get it, and that's not me being. That's just me calling a spade a spade. I'm not even going to apologize, but okay, that's what but, women do. But, like, but but here's the thing, I because I know people are going to say this. Oh, but Christians cheat all the time. It's like, yeah, that's true. But the point is this: the only people I've ever seen faithful, I, I've only known three faithful couples, and uh, you know, and they're elderly right now. So, and <laughs> they're they both are. of them yeah. were Christian, and the other one was they were actually Buddhist, but they were of the same type of faith. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like a Buddhist with a Christian. It was, they were both Buddhist. Correct. And, both and, have to be, they, in the Bible, it's called equally yoked. You know, the term. I heard that expression. They say that yeah. shit all the time. Like, uh, yeah, you because know, it, it's important. It's important. You know what I thought that meant? Like being buffed. No, so no. Equally yoked as in like when a buffalo pulls stuff across a field, 
No, no, like the, the my teammates would always say something about, oh, we, you know, something about equally yoked, and I'm thinking, what? You no, know, because you yoked, gotta, see, that's no, another thing we gotta talk about. But gotta, whenever they say yoked, hey, that dude's yoked. I know, I know, yoked <laughs> is is in in the gym street term for your yeah. Juicing. No, but that's what I thought juicing. they were talking I know, about. I know, I know, I know, but that, in the Bible. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> oh shit, that makes learned, sense. Yeah. Equally oh, yoked. You got to be God. equally yoked. 30 years later, I finally, well, it's more than 30 years. I figured it out. What well, you told me, but either way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, crap. That was, ah, Jesus. See, that's why I hate this show because I don't like to be thrown off my game. <laughs> you're learning something new by talking to me. That's how it works. You learn. Yeah, I know, but that's actually, dude, that's actually pretty badass when you, when you really think. But anyways, okay, see, you threw me off. Anyway, so going back to, um, now this equally because you talked to me a long time ago about the counselor right and it's like dude your partner you got to build something with them but you need to have a united foundation of like faith and they kind of have to be like you like they have to share the same values she was like me growing up yeah she's street she's yeah she was hella street and that's the hella street lawyer but that's anyway but that's neither but that's neither here nor there uh going back to because dude i'm telling you now like i hate learning something new because then i'll be focused like just you know what i mean it's like crap uh so i'm trying not to focus on the whole equally yoke thing because now it's changing my perspective like instantly super quick so now i want to rethink a no, lot i think it's it's it, but when i said equally yoke it's just you, you know it makes sense now but it's no different from what you just talked about you said you knew a couple of couples <laughs> a couple of couples who <laughs> shared their faith it has to They're be like Christian. That. yeah yeah it has to be like and the other one was Buddhist. But but my point is, no, but see, because whenever I learn, like, it's just amazing how they knew this in the Bible, dude. It's like, it's amazing. It's like, and it just, okay, so this is why I'm always getting thrown off with the Bible, because it's amazing how they, invent, like, because, you know, like, you know, growing up, like, you know who I really liked as a, a philosopher or a psychologist was uh, a Maslow and Pavlov, like, and those are my idols, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. those fucking dudes stole it from the Bible. Like now I'm learning that these dudes were thieves. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, right. man, I was a sucker. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, but it pisses me off because I'm thinking this whole time we were taught all these things, but this stuff's already in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I, but I see, I always thought the Bible was just like a, a literature, you know, like reading Shakespeare. So that's why I read it because I thought I'm going to get me some good fictional story so i could write my own good best-selling fictional story and it turns out it's nothing but science and, and real you know man but anyway it's neither here or there um but it throws me off because it's like crap this is like oh my god and then i'm thinking i'm going to hell <laughs> like i'm gonna burn forever but uh yeah but it happens i guess i mean you get used to it i guess after a while the heat mm-hmm. but uh but you know whatever but but see that that that's important because uh, marriage and family law is basically putting into place boundaries for the carnal mind because it's the absence of because think about it right it's set up from the perspective of collateral it's not it's not set up in the perspective of necessarily what the meaning of marriage means what it's what it's more like is a business agreement Right. Yeah, so might as well just call it for what it is, because you wouldn't have misandry 
right? Contemporary misandry with alimony payments, child support. And dude, we got to get into that because I know so many men who have yeah, been- Yeah, so let's jump into, over. let me go back to this this whole simping thing. As soon as <laughs> it became but to see, because here's like, what you're talking about is what should be. But yeah. we have to talk about what actually is. Okay. So what we yeah. actually have, especially in liberal areas, progressive areas, we have a whole bunch of, because, okay, uh, let me start off with- <laughs> Yeah, <saying>. we do. <laughs> When Trump said, you got to grab him by the pussy, that's not real offensive. That's actually, you know. Because, no, no. The important like thing is not what he said. It's what he says after. He says, grab him by the pee. And the truth is, when you're famous and rich, they let you. That's the important thing that people yeah. seem to leave out. And you see, this yeah. is the language thing again. It's like, and they let you. He didn't say well, grab no, him by the pee. I'll say something else. You don't have to be rich and famous for them to let you do that. Right, but his point was, I'm rich and famous, so they let me do it. So yeah, like, and he says anybody, I can do that with anybody. It doesn't matter who you are; they'll let you do it. If you know, that's not his fault. Yeah, no, but that, but but the thing is, but but I I know a lot of like, you know, the the three female listeners. (laughs) I don't don't know, but you probably have a lot of female listeners. No, there's a lot. I think it's about thirty percent my audience. Okay, so but anyway, but but here's the thing: with I don't want to offend the ladies, but the thing is, it's the truth. Uh, not not the whole grabbing, but but if you have what they call game, if you know how to like a pickup artist, like but that's I hate pickup artists because that's BS. But if you are smooth, like smooth like velvet, as they say. But if you if you honestly know how to talk to women, but right. not in a respectful simp simpy way. But mm-hmm. if you know how to talk to women, and you come off you know with comments, say hey look, let me buy you this drink or let me take you out to dinner. Da 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 da. The whole reason why men have to spend money on dates is to show women that they can take care of them and a child. Right. But not because they can't work, but because you need, like a woman needs to know if I'm going to have sex with this guy and I get pregnant, I may, I need to make sure that this dude is going to be there as the dad. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the whole purpose of dating. The whole purpose of dating is to figure out, you know, can this guy honestly support a kid? Because people seem to forget when you have sex, you make babies. It's not, there is no other purpose for sex other than to make babies. Right. And, and people forget that. So that's why dating was the way dating was way back in the 30s 40s 50s but when the sexual revolution came sex became this thing when you know it's it's just man it's probably like sodom and gomorrah at this point like you know what i mean like i don't know what sodom and gomorrah was like in the old days but it's hard for me to believe that it's no different than how we have sex today it's just you know it's probably well not probably it is it's disgusting the way we have sex is so bad that we have diseases on our public transportation, just openly. So anyway, so back to men's rights, men who automatically are simps, automatically just gave up all their rights as a man. So when they go to court, they're screwed because they already agreed to the dynamic that creates That's right. all this unfair- they, uh, Right, you uh, agreed? It was almost like you submitted to her pre-framing for to the posture far before you even signed a contract. 
Yeah. No, that's but, why but, that's why men these days who are in fact the men, like they wear the pants in the relationship. It's like, no, my wife submits to me, she knows her role, and they don't even have a prenup, but the wife stays with them. Like I would see, but even the word submission is wrong. The women aren't submitting. Like no, I don't know. No, no, no. Submitting, I don't mean it submitting like sub like subservient. I'm talking about women want to submit in a way where they feel like they can be with their man. Yeah, like, like an alcohol test. You submitted to the alcohol test. Right, right. But it doesn't mean you're a slave or a, a servant. Or to less. Or less. But I'm, it only sounds- using it, I'm using it in the terms of just generalizing here with the term used in the Bible, which is women are to submit to their husbands, but not you're not subservient and you're not like... In- yeah, we, you know, but here's the thing. It's it's submission based on the Merriam dictionary, uh, not 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 this you know social commentary. Yeah. So that's the next comment I wanted to make because every time people hear the word submit to, they immediately think slavery and they think being inferior because of our social conditioning. That's not what I mean. And I think anybody in their right mind, especially people who've been married 30, 40 years, like dude, I submit to my husband. They say that right. Yeah, they literally will. They literally will say, "I'm not subservient to him. He still has to run things by me. We still got to talk about stuff." But that's the role of a woman. Like that's that's what we that's what you do. But feminism and our progressive culture, because it always goes back to language, has twisted that. Because part of how misandry happens is the twisting of the language. Women, aren't you tired of being barefoot and subservient to your husbands or submissive to your husband? Barefoot and pregnant. Barefoot, barefoot and pregnant. pregnant. You know, it's like, that's horrible. And, and literally, there's just a thing that came out today. It's like all these conservative, religious, happily married women who, quote unquote, submit to their husbands have reported happiness far beyond any feminist. They are. They're happier that way. Like, it's just... And, and they know that. It's not like they're inferior. Like People need to understand that language, the social conditioning, has made you feel like that word is a unclean word. Like it's a bad word to be submissive to your husband. See, but, but see, but, I, but, the, but, see, because like, I What's wouldn't, your reaction? <laughs> well, no, like I wouldn't call it submission. They submit, but it's not submission. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I know. But that's the whole thing because like, like in the old days, you know, like, cause the whole, okay. It's like I can submit to someone without being submissive. Okay. But okay. So first let's go back to dating. Cause I, I don't want to jump into marriage real quick. So, because there's a lot of legal ramifications with dating now. So, yeah, and, and this is the thing. No, but like, hey, I'm not kidding. There's legal ramifications with just working within close proximity to the opposite sex. You talk no, no, okay, but okay. So, I'm not kidding you. By today's legal standards, I am a rapist. I am a rapist because why I banged many broads who were drunk. Not passed out drunk where they were asleep, but they were legally drunk. Like drunk right. where they're driving home but drunk. But by today's standards, that's considered non-consensual. That is rape. According, like today's yeah, legal right. standard, that is rape because in theory, if you can't drive drunk because you don't you know- You cannot consent. Doing. You cannot Yeah, consent. but that's such BS. Because every <laughs> drunk person I know- is totally aware of what they're doing. That's why most drunk drivers make it home safe. It's the truth. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, for our listeners, no, we're, not we're not condoning advocating. drunk driving. We're not yeah. condoning drunk driving. Don't do it. But that's what makes me. That's what makes me mad even too. Like people are so dense that they're gonna say, "Oh, Drake was totally advocating for drunk driving." No, I'm not advocating. If I don't drink myself, I think drinking is. You know what? I you know I'm not kidding you. I used to, when I was a kid and growing up, 
uh, I used to always call liquor the devil's pee. I was like, ah, no, the devil's pee. I was like, no, thank you. But it's the truth because that's what I always called it. It was the devil's pee because why? It messes with your head. I know, look, alcohol messes with your head. That's the why we have alcohol and anything that messes with your head, I never did. Why? Because if I was messed up in my head, I couldn't take advantage of the people who were messed up on their head. That's my whole, that was my get down. Okay, but, but go back to the whole drunk thing because this actually ties into what we talked about in the beginning about Bill Cosby where you were like, everybody in the 70s was doing that. Yeah, but it's the truth, but that's the point. It was totally legal, so oh God. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, don't get me started with Bill Cosby. But anyway, so... um. Yeah, oh, I, that's the second episode we ever did. I remember that where we talked no, about know, Bill Cosby. And then the thing about you doing the Bill Cosby tour. <laughs> that's why I laughed because uh, I, I remembered your that impersonation. Funny. That was actually really funny. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm digressing again. But about, so going back to this whole date rape thing, that's the whole point. As men, and you know, not that I believe in this whole alpha male, but in theory, there is a pecking order. Like the hottest chicks goes with the baddest dudes. This is how it works. So yeah. if you're like, uh, you know, if you're like, yeah, I don't want to say, uh, but like, let's say, yeah, because I don't want to use the word nerdy, but if you are like, just, just like, like a bad type of a nerd, like the worst of the worst, like nerdy type of guy, then you should be with a chick with no curves. This is how it works. Because, you know, the more <laughs> aggressive guy is going to get with the chick with the big ass and the big boobs. And it just, you know, as Trump says it, grab them by the what? But it's not literal. It's just you go after them. You show your like, hey, look, I'm this, I'm that. This is what I got. That, like you're peacocking. That, that's a term we used to use. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're presenting your best foot forward in a way that's going to be the most favorable. Well, there you go. So, and that's the thing. And, and God, you know, and that's why I love being so smart because I looked very ghetto, but when women heard me, they're like, Oh my God, you're so, you're, you sound white. <laughs> no, but you know, like, you know, that was like the thing. Everybody used to say that crap. Oh, you sound. Amazing. I know. I said it too. I was like, wait, you're a black dude. <laughs> no, but you want to know what's funny because here's the thing. As soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, I am banging you tonight because, you know, <laughs> no, but it's the truth because it's, uh, it's just one of those things because yeah, it's a the, the knock on black men is that they can never get a job. They can never make money. But when they saw me and when they heard me, they go, oh, this fucker can make money because he speaks like a white guy. So he's going to get a white guy's job. You know what I mean? So, uh, exactly. but anyway. So, um, not to mention the unfortunate, and this is where the stereotypes come in, where the sexualization of black men, like a lot of these white women, like they want, they, they just want it, you know, nothing to do with race, but yeah, yeah, every, every woman wants it, but that in my mind, but okay. So I'm trying to stop thinking that way, but anyway, so I know we're, we're acting like savages here, but go ahead. No, but it's the truth though. But this is how, but this is how they took away your rights. Because when everybody was thinking savagely, as soon as you got with that girl, things honestly changed because you saw them as a real human being. Because initially, when you don't know somebody, yeah. of course you're not going to see him as a human. You see him as somebody outside your tribe. You only care about you and your boys or you know, people in your little clique. Yeah. As we say, the plague dog. So I only cared about five or six dudes. Everybody else was an outsider. 
And, uh, and that's the whole thing, like, uh, because a lot of people confuse xenophobia with racism. Xenophobe literally means, literally means to just fear something that is different or foreign, not immigrants or anything that's foreign. That's the real definition of xenophobe. So I was a xenophobe. Women are xenophobes. Because when they saw a guy like me, they were afraid because they're like, damn, this dude, you know, he's really that, And that's true. When women get creeped out at the clubs and everything, it's a, it's a, it's a survival instinct. It's a protective mechanism where they're just like... Xenophobia. <laughs> it's, it's literally the definition of xenophobia. They're supposed to be that way. God made us that way. I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. He made it, us that way. Because well, then, here's the thing. You can't just trust anybody because you don't know them. Yeah. No, but see, but, but now nah, I hate to get biblical because this has nothing to do with the topic, but the reason why God made us xenophobic is so that we could have trouble and strife. And that's why we have to understand the philosophy of Jesus, because that's the test. Can we overcome our xenophobia? Can we honestly help that and those that are different and foreign from us? That's why we can't share in what all of what we have on this planet. We got so much, but everybody suffers because we're all a bunch of xenophobes. It doesn't do with racism. It's because we have not yet learned how to stop our xenophobia. So anyway, on that note, our xenophobia made these laws possible mm -hmm. because they have taught women to be afraid of men. Even though they need men and they want men, because their biological clock is ticking, but yet how some way, some way, somehow, some way, they justified it in their mind to create a system where men have to be subservient, not just in, in a way that, you know, that it will knock them off of their status of being the alpha dog, because that's what I'm keep telling you. Being alpha isn't being the strongest. It's being the person who could honestly take care of the weakest mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you have to take care of everybody like I, and that's why i believe like you know very few people will ever understand what jesus is talking about because i think only the alphas could honestly understand it right because because these laws that are written today is literally written to support xenophobia because these women fear men seriously when you're dating these are the things you have to worry about. Rape. Is, is me picking up on somebody and maybe I touched her, you know what I mean, accidentally, but that's actually called an assault. Mm. And that's unwanted touching. Oh, that's an assault. You can honestly go to jail for battery because assault is verbal, the perceived threat. So the perceived threat based on Zeno being xenophobic, there's a perceived threat now. And now I'm going to break down the law. So an assault is the perceived threat that somebody gives you. So if I'm a man and I go like this, oh man, hold on one second. Hello. Uh, about hour and a half. That was, that was the counselor. Sorry. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to break down. I'm going to break down the law. Okay. An assault is when a person gives off a perceived threat that they're going to be physically uh, attacked. Mm -hmm. There is no physical touching. So you're at a bar and 
you're just looking at this girl's boobies because her <laughs> shirt is to her belly button. Yeah. And now she feels assaulted. She calls the cops. She calls the bouncers. Oh, hey, you know, uh, and the security guards beat your ass because <laughs> now this girl feels un, uh, threatened or whatever yeah. or disrespected. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that literally wore that shirt or wore that tight dress. And a lot of the female listeners are like, well, but I like to feel pretty. It's like, yeah, but guess what? You can't jump. You can't. Okay. If you okay, so real- what's the intention of looking like that? You want to not attract any attention whatsoever? <laughs> like, no, but, but that's the point. Yeah. You want to look a certain way for what? Other attract problems? a man. No, they'll say, yeah, so other women can say positive things about me. Why? You women hate each other. <laughs> that's right. They're competing. Yeah, no, but it's the truth. It's the truth, yeah. Because, you know, how many, oh, God, it's, you know, it's, I've never seen women, I've never seen women, uh, very few women, like men, like I have friends that I've had since kindergarten, because that's what men do. Men are like that. We we don't have like a boatload of friends. Yeah. we, We have like acquaintances, stuff like that, but our friends are our friends for life. And that's how men are. Yeah. Uh, or they start friendships like I'll probably Zach's friend for like until the day I die. Yeah. And that's probably how it's going to be because that's what men do. And even if you don't talk for a while, you're still bros. Like I got guys I've known for years, right? For decades. And it's just like, even if I don't talk to him for a few months, it's like, I got him. Like if he, yeah. if he, if he needed my help to go bury a body, it's like, dude, I would, I would be there for him. That, that, no, really. That's how it works. That's what no. men do. Like, it's like, if he killed somebody, which I don't condone, it's like, dude, I need your help. You got to help me dig this grave and bury the body. I would no, no, probably no. help him out. No, like, no, I swear to God, this actually happened to me. Uh, <laughs> my friend Freak, right? Because there was uh, myself, Freak, and uh, Echo. And uh, anyway, so I haven't heard from Freak in about 10 years. And all of a sudden, he calls me out of the blue. And he goes, because uh, they used to call me Giggs. And, and then they go, uh, he goes, Giggs, uh, I need your help. I was like, look, dude, just don't say shit. Just drop the body to my house. I'll take care of it. And, and uh, I was like, just don't even say anything. Just don't tell me. I said, you know, don't even call me on this number. Just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I made all these plans. So I just told him what to do. And then he started slapping. I was like, no, 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 man. That's nothing. I mean, that I mean bad. I just need to use your address. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. But see, but that's how guys are. Like, that's how guys are. Yeah. Somebody, because look, is it right yeah. to bury a body? Well, fuck, the guy's already dead. And, you know, I'm not the judge. And that's the thing. It's like, I honestly believe. We are not, that's why I'm against prisons and stuff like that. Because like I, now I honestly know I am not to judge another man or a woman. I do not judge anybody. That's not my place. And if I did something wrong, shit, man, like, well, I already know, like in my heart, I know it's wrong. So I already know I'm going to hell. This is how it works. I already know. So I don't judge because I know I'm going to hell. So I don't care. I'm not going to judge anybody. But on that note, let's go back into into like the law. So because men are simps, they automatically agree to the fact that an assault is looking at a woman's breasts or looking at her camel toe or looking at her dress to figure out if she has underwear or not. We already agreed to that. So when we get charged with assault, on a female, we already plead 
guilty or no contest, which is the same as guilt. And that's wrong. So think about that. If in our dating, we already agreed, if we're looking at a woman, that that's an assault, what are you going to do when you're married? Well, you already agreed that if there's a divorce, and most likely there will be because men don't know how to control themselves. Now, they're going to cheat. They're going to get caught. And so during the divorce process, so when you get married, the divorce process has already been set. When you get married to a woman, you already agreed that you will not raise your children. You will not have sex when you want to have sex. You already agreed that your woman can talk to other men and that man could try to pick up on your wife. You already agreed to that. Just by dating, you agreed to all of these things because in a divorce, guess what? You can't say, hey, my wife cheated on me. Well, it doesn't matter in a no-fault uh, you know, state, a no-fault uh, no, uh, divorce state, uh, and that's seriously, what kind of world can your woman have an affair on you and you can't take her to the cleaners in a divorce? It's, 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 it's amazing because, you know, like, cause I, I, I don't know that many stories in the Bible, but I do know the story about Jesus talking about divorce in the old days. It was the men were always cheating. They had dirty thoughts and, and they were always accusing women of the same thing. So they always wanted divorces because they wanted to fool around and whatnot. But it now it's the opposite. Women are the ones who are being dirty, who are, you know, cheating, not being faithful to their men. And the men just got to take it. They literally take it. I'm not kidding you. I'm not proud of this, but if I swear to God, if I caught, you know, the counselor doing so, I'd probably literally kill her with my bare hands. I would not stop myself. I know I couldn't because, dude, I would piss me off. Like, it would, like, I would grab both of them and start pounding their heads together. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the man and the woman. That, that's how I would react. And, you know, should I act that way? I don't know. Like, I know it's wrong according to modern times. But, man, I don't think so. My gut tells me I have the right to stomp both of them. Because you know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to have my kids and then destroy my family? Yeah. You know, but somehow, some way, it's acceptable. So here are the traps that... So here is the thing. <laughs> You had to look around for a second. <laughs> no, because I heard uh, Counselor was saying <laughs> that something. That was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, no, because she, she, uh, she got a phone call. But anyway, um, I know it's kind of crazy because, like, <laughs> people in the... In the practice can hear our conversations <laughs> and they're like what the hell are they going on in this law office but anyway um <laughs> wait you're in a law office have you always been in a law office this whole time yeah pretty much what? Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway we'll talk about <laughs> what? i thought this was your house <laughs> it, no but 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 yeah we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> uh uh anyway um so anyway so long story short when men give up their dating habits, this is what created all of these laws. This was the justification for these laws. Every law 
has a rationale behind it. So, it's, and people have to understand this about the law. The law isn't just some random things. These are things written by the people we vote for because there's a need for it. Which is why I, you know, I know yesterday I said I'm not going to read the Bible anymore, but I think I want to because I want to understand the rationale behind what Jesus was saying. Because it's real important. Because, see, here's the thing. Uh, and this goes back to the Constitution. The Constitution clearly says freedom of religion, right? First Amendment. Mm-hmm. But I still believe that everything was still written on the basis of Christianity. Although you're not supposed to be discriminated against for being a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Hindu, or some other type of crazy religion. Um, and the reason why I say crazy religion, because I honestly believe all of, no, because look, all religions are crazy, but Christianity is the only one that makes sense. Everything else is just, I mean, that's why there's atheists because nothing makes sense, but Christianity is so complex. It's not easy. I don't know how you guys, but it, no, but, and it goes back to my teammates. They were so stupid, but yet they believed in something so complex. It was amazing to me. How did they have that ability? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's just a weird thing, but you like, you're smart. So I could respect your intelligence and your ability to understand Christianity, but other people, they weren't smart. And they just, so I thought they were idiots for believing in something blindly, but I guess that's a blessing. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, but let's go back to the First Amendment. These laws that are for men's rights, like men's rights, like Jesus was literally speaking about men's rights and women's rights when he was describing about, you know, talking about divorce. And it's real complex and I don't know enough about the Bible or that the, the pre and after that little verse that I know to speak about it intelligently. But I do know this. We were, the way we date gave all the rationale for every single anti-male law. And those laws are assault on a woman, date rape, uh, you know, battery, which is a form of battery. Because see, the difference between battery and assault is assault is the perceived threat of violence. Battery is the actual physical contact of, you know, violence. And, and dating is considered battery. So a date rape, which is like, oh yeah, I got a girl drunk, we fucked. And then now she's claiming rape. But, you know, here's the thing. She shouldn't have been drinking with me if she didn't want to do it. That's, that's, that's your defense. You know, uh, you know, oh, but, but the ways the laws are written now, guess what? If her blood alcohol was, you know, like the same legal limit when she's legally drunk, then that's rape. Or if she doesn't say, um, or if she verbally doesn't say, you know, yes, then that's rape. But here's the thing. The law used to be, if they don't say no verbally, then it's okay. Because a no response is the same as consent. That's how it used to be. If they, you know, if you're just undoing her pants or lifting up her dress and you slip it in, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't say no, that's consent. But that's not how it is anymore. 
if you do that and the next day she goes, well, I, you know, I was scared for my life. That's rape. If she says that, you know, she could totally lie and say that because I've never met anybody who wore those mini skirts and her boobs were popping out where they were, you know, they're okay to dress like that, but they're too afraid to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're doing it. That's, that's just not how people are psychologically. There is no, I mean, but you know, and then on the flip side is were those people molested or have some kind of psychological trauma and most likely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't dress like that unless you're really messed up in the head. But, um, but anyway, so the thing is, as a man today, you have to really be careful and, and understand what these laws are. So you have to understand like date rape laws. You have to understand all of these laws. So if you are entering a marriage with a woman who's like accusational or things like that, then you really got to be ready for your divorce. Right. And when you get ready for your divorce, you got to be ready to not be a father because there is no such thing as 50, 50 custody in, uh, in a, uh, no, uh, in a no fault divorce state. Right. Because you know, like, here's the thing. This is what most divorces are like. When you get a divorce, you know, the man obviously has to pay child support, which is total BS. But <laughs> well, the other, the other thing is this. Yeah. The the man gets to see his children every other weekend, right? And and the other days the the woman gets her. Uh-huh. But they have shared custody. Shared custody doesn't mean the same as physical custody. So when a man who and this this is a trap simps always fall into. And and, and this is a simp total simp thing. A man will say, I got 50-50 custody. You know, we have joint legal custody, 50-50 joint legal custody. All that means is that a a woman has to consult with the man before they do something. It doesn't mean you have physical custody. It doesn't mean you're raising your kid. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Seriously, when you raise a kid, what do you think happens? Seriously, if, if you were ever to have kids, do you want kids? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when when you are, are a, a father, how are you going to raise your kids? Are you going to consult with your wife first, or are you going to just raise your kids? Raise my kids? Yeah, no, seriously. And here's the thing, and it goes back to what you said, equally yoked. The yeah. reason why you feel that way is because you will be equally yoked I like, see, I'm using it the right way, right? (laughs) With your mate, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, in a divorce, when the people aren't the same, and you know, that term is so perfect too, because now it's like the catch-all phrase. When a couple is not equally yoked in a marriage, guess what? Now the man has to consult with his wife. God, I wish I knew another term other than equally yoked because now I'm going to just, it doesn't sound like, uh, like you can't say equally yoked in a, in a courtroom. Yeah, but, it, but we all inherently after knowing what it means. Like, yeah, no, but yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to like, like legalese. 
So basically, when the man and the woman have two different backgrounds, whether it's cultural, ethnic, or religious backgrounds, yeah, the man always has to consult and make sure that he's doing the right thing right. with his own child. And that's what simping does. See, simping oh. is the mechanism to get men not to be a father to their children. See, now, I hate to say this, but on the streets, we're all ghetto. So we're all, quote, unquote, equally yoked. It doesn't matter what your race is. We're all, we're all trashy. <laughs> so I'm going to discipline my kid the way I do. I'm not going to talk to my woman or my wife or nothing like that. Why? Because, mm-hmm. you know, she already knows the get down already. So here's the thing. In a divorce, most likely I will get custody. Why? Because that my woman is trash. That's why we're getting divorced. She knows I'm better than her. So I'm going to take my kid and I'm going to raise my kid. But that's on the streets. Right. right? So in the streets, nobody really cares. Uh, but in this simp society, men will always lose their rights because they automatically say mm-hmm. that they are less than their women, even though they're the providers, even though they're the ones. And I know times have changed because here's the thing. Women, like, you know, I'll use the counselor as an example. She's an attorney. She's a doctor. Right. right? So why do I still believe that? I should raise the baby. Well, if we ever got divorced, I believe I should have my child because the father needs to discipline the children. Mm -hmm. That is the father's role. The mother's role is to be, you know, all that mushy stuff that women do with kids. You know what I mean? Make them cute and and be loving and things like that. See, now the man's role in a child's life is to provide that sense of security and that everything will be the same, like Mm -hmm. continuity. That's what fathers do. And with continuity comes the heavy hand. That's a man's job, not the woman's job. Shit, when I was, whenever, and I'm not kidding you, this is like, whenever you see a woman discipline kids, oh man, like I've never seen a man go get the switch. You know what I mean? And just spank the crap out of kids. Never seen that. I mean, I've yeah. seen it, you know, like they'd get their belt or something like that. But what, like, well, let me, let me, let me uh, clarify. I've never seen a man could get the switch and just swing wildly just right. all over. But when a woman does it, holy smokes, like this one kid lived across the street from me and his mom said, get the switch and, you know, pulled off that thing from the tree and man, you and, cause he was black and, uh-huh. uh, you could see the red from his neck, from his back, his oh, legs. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all over his body because that woman was swinging wildly. But when a man does it, it'll be concise into mm-hmm. this certain area. You know what I mean? Usually like in the butt, you know, thigh area. You know what I mean? That's right. where you get spanked. That's why you always wanted to get spanked by your dad than your mom because your mom is going to miss oh that was my face (laughs) you know what i mean but your dad with accuracy you know what i mean just with precise precision and usually one hit is all it took i remember this one kid he was a gang banger and he said f you to my dad yeah dad just smacked him right across the face and that was it it's all it took one hit all it took right 
Yeah, and, uh, um, and but that's the man's role. The man's role is to provide that discipline. But right. yes, yeah, somehow, some way, these laws <clears throat> allow the women to be the disciplinarian mm-hmm. and not the men. The men are always like, oh, I let these women do whatever. Hollywood, same thing. You see these movies, everybody's making fun of the man. Nobody respects the man. Even in Tim Allen, Tim Allen is supposed to be uh, like a conservative Christian, yeah. right guy. But even in his show, the women don't respect the men. Not really. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, But then again, it's comedy. So it's not like, but his portrayal is way better than like, like in Blackish or something. You know, that TV show Blackish. They always make the men look like idiots. I know. Then that's part of the the kind of the attack on man or the, even the effeminization, right? The emasculation of man. And, and here's the thing that I have to say as, as it pertains to feminizing men, because it is part of it, right? Getting them to give up their rights, give up their power. I don't know if you you pay attention. You probably don't. To, there was a whole controversy surrounding James Charles, the makeup artist. It's just it's a. I don't even know who that is. Who's that? Who's that? guy who's a, like a makeup artist. So he he's gay. He looks like a woman, and I don't have to say much about this. But this tells you that there's something wrong here with feminizing men, and even that this whole even lifestyle is wrong because he claimed that he was able to get straight guys to go gay. So that right there, <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing is like, if they want to apply that same thing where it's like, oh, people, some people are just born gay, right? If there's this gay guy who claims he can make straight guys gay, then what does that say about just well, okay, lifestyle so, in general? But this is the thing too, like, I don't understand feminist gay, like in the, like growing up, the only gay guys I knew uh-huh. were badass dudes that you don't want to fuck with seriously like they can break your body in half like you know these dudes you know man i mean but then they all came out of prison like seriously and and, you know i hate to say this but one person in particular he was like six four he was in the marines big ass dude and uh and i was young and i didn't really understand it but now i guess like holy fuck this dude was gay (laughs) <laughs> but you know what he did he goes oh like there was a dude walking by you know he just got out and uh and he had a 64 impala you know because i'm just trying to paint the picture of how it used to be in the old days right so it was those types of dudes you know and they're all into like the oldies blah 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 blah, blah kind of like the way cholos are yeah. but blacks were the same way uh so this dude goes you know he was like he because of course he's six four he's a big huge man and with his, you know, with his little gang banging buddies, not little, but they're all, they're all men. Yeah. And so <laughs> they're all men. Dude, we're walking by. Yeah. He goes, Hey, Hey, you're real pretty. I would have had a lot of fun with you. And he goes, Hey, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. And they just kept walking. And, uh, and I'm thinking, and then everybody starts laughing, right? They're just giggling because, yeah. you know, because I guess they knew, but they, I think they were laughing nervously right now that i know i was like holy crap this dude was gay and he was just like calling out other men calling them pretty <laughs> and uh yeah. yeah like to that's to me that's what gay used to be like when i saw gays in the city i was like in san francisco i was like holy crap what kind of what's this this isn't like 
all these gays are like like women. <laughs> so I never associated gays with being effeminate. I always thought gays were like these super strong men who were throwbacks to the Greek days, you know, like, like, you know, like he could have anything he wants because he's such a pervert, you know, probably molested or which was another reason why you had to learn how to fight because mm-hmm. if dudes like that were going to come after you. Holy crap. You're going to fight for your life. Uh, but anyway, so I guess that was a tangent, but that whole thing about, uh, the, the feminist dudes, mm-hmm. that's, I don't think it has anything really to do with being gay other than because even a gay guy like that, I believe could be a good dad. Right. As long as he wasn't a child molester or nothing like that, because he knew discipline, he knew how to do this and that and blah, 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 blah. But I believe the feminist mentality is what makes a person not a good father, not so much how they have sex, but how they believe. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I guess that's the point of telling you that. But that's that. Those are the only gay guys I knew. Like a friend of mine who may or may not have been gay. He was a really good Muay Thai champion. Yeah, I can uh, believe amateur. That. But but and there was this other guy like a uh, beautiful boxer. But you know he was a man before. He was like Bruce Jenner. You know what I mean? He was a, <laughs> yeah. a, a world champ, and all of a sudden becomes a woman. It's like what the hell. You know what I mean? What the hell is that? But anyway. Uh, so a lot of gay dudes are they're, I don't care what they're still men. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they just, they're just nasty when it comes to their sex and these laws are, and this is what gay guys got to realize too. These anti men laws are anti you just because you like to bone other men doesn't mean this doesn't apply to you. Yeah. This applies to gay straight alike. And that's why, you know, these gay dudes now, like the guy you're talking about, the feminist dude, he's a traitor to his own kind. (laughs) Because this is what I thought, you know, you know what I used to think about gay people? I thought gay people were people who were just tired of women's BS, you know, of like, you know, (laughs) so they just don't want to hear that the the, uh, people always talking crap. Oh, take out the trash, take out the trash. So they're like, fuck it, I'll just be single. I don't want any kids because... I don't want any, I'm just a pervert. So I'm just gonna, you know, live with this other pervert and just have fun watching football games. You know <laughs> what I mean? But seriously, that's what I used to think gays were until the modern gays came around. I'm like, what the hell? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's the kind of sick stuff you see in prison. Like those submissive men who submit to being another man's bitch, dude, that's like psychological damage that can never be undone. But people are willingly doing this now in san francisco or west hollywood and it's mm. the same thing that same mentality that made those gay men so effeminate is what made modern men getting married to women so effeminate because i swear to you i still know these gay men who are way more masculine than these simpy dudes <laughs> losing in court giving away all their money never seeing their kids right women are boning down other men and that's the point men's rights people have to understand the rationale how do we get there well because we sexualized our women to the point where we wanted our women to act and be like men Mm. and that's wrong because how can you honestly say a woman 
is as sexually grotesque as a man. And that's when it goes back to what I was telling you earlier. A gigolo is not because his body is so hot. A gigolo has work, even from a medical doctor, because he knows psychology. He understands what a powerful, educated woman needs. She needs friendship. She needs somebody to understand. Like, here's the thing. That's why I respect, well, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this, but I respect your pops. I never met him. I don't know who he is. But from what you said, your mom was uh, uh, went to these fancy schools. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to be a badass dude to bang a broad like that. Because it, it's just not everybody, you know, not to like put down your parents, like, you know, but dude, it's serious. Like your mom yeah. is cream of the crop. Every man dreams to bet. Well, not every man. The the best of all men dream of banging a hot chick who's super smart and can do everything. You know what I mean? Like, cause, dude, I I believe this. See, men's rights, this uh, anti male laws like no fault divorce laws. These laws are meant to keep men down. Right. They are meant to keep man and woman separated, even in union. Even when they're married, these laws They're not one. Yeah. They're not they, yeah, they're two individuals doing two different things. See, but in marriage, you are supposed to build something together, just like your friends, your boys. Yeah. When you're with your friends, you know who your friends are because they help you build something. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why yeah, I yeah. know we're gonna be friends because we're gonna we build building yeah. something. Yeah, and that's how I judge my friends. If you can help me build something, fuck you. But, you know but you're you're right about that because I don't have many close friends that stick it out with me, unless they're like me and they want to build. You know what I mean? Because sometimes that you, works. as far as because I've been you know growing up out of adolescent years, sometimes you this is you're unequally yoked with your friends too because you outpace them. Perhaps your interests are different. You want to build, they don't want to. Some people don't want to. Some people just want to stay as they are. And that's cool too. But it just means that I'm going to go do something else and find like-minded individuals who want to push. And But see, but that's why they're simps. See, those types of dudes are the ones we call simps. I'm not You literally just described how simps become simps because they're too lazy to build anything. So they automatically, you know, they become sponges to these women mm-hmm. who dictate to them. And, well, that's the problem is with a lot of these men, a lot of their identity is forged in a woman. Like they got to be in a relationship all the time. They have a girlfriend. Which is weird. You know, like I, I don't like, uh, like, yeah, well, see, that's why I'm changing my, like, I honestly used to think we we're all like, you know, somewhat similar and, and, and people are like, yeah, we're not equal. We are not equal. We are not equal. But you know, I used to think like what's like I used to think like, well, if you're not retarded or mentally ill, well, then we are we are all the same. Now there's even even with smart people, we're not equal. We are not the same. Cool. Man, but yeah. those guys just trip me out because no, I, totally. I don't get it. Do you but have anyway, any uh, do you have any like final thoughts before we wrap this up for today's episode? Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, man. Time flies. Yeah, dude, I just barely started with these laws. But anyway, I know, but we got to jump into it next yeah, time. Well, we yeah, yeah, so we'll make it, here's the thing. Honestly, uh, these anti-male laws and men honestly have to understand the rationale behind these laws in order to not fall victim of these anti-male laws like a no-fault divorce state. Mm-hmm. People have to understand that. 
Right. And, uh, I hopefully, if people like, if we didn't articulate it well enough, just send the emails and and uh, I could probably address it, you know, more clear. Because uh, you guys got to forgive me. I am learning. Like, man, when Zach throws Bible stuff at me, and then like I learn something. Man, it messes up my whole day <laughs> because it makes me think. And then I get these weird dreams. And you know what I mean? It's like it fucks with me all the time. And it's like, God. thank God. No, I pray for you. God's trying to speak to you. You just got to be open to it. I'm serious. Like, I'm not yeah, crazy. I'm the man. most closed person on the planet. Well, you <laughs> know what? That's how I survived. I survived by keeping my knit really close. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is God we're talking about, not man. So anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We will pick up on men's rights and government and politics and reproductive rights, whatever you want to call it next week. So <laughs> y'all take care now. <laughs>